Hey guys, it's Mike at Narcoleptic Customs Podcast, episode 47. Today we have Jacob Foster on. He is a local Northwest Arkansas, uh, I don't know, almost call him celebrity. He's everywhere. He knows everybody. Uh, he's almost 20 years old and has done some really fun stuff. So I'm going to let him kind of tell some of those stories and uh, and we will have him back on. He, he has really covered a lot of ground in the uh, three and a half, four years he's been driving. So here we go. I will tell you, we are back on schedule for the podcast postings. Uh, we post to, you'll find it on your favorite podcast outlet uh, every Wednesday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. Uh, we will generally put a few of them on our YouTube channel, which those are uploaded on Tuesday and Friday nights at 7 p.m., but if you just can't get enough of us, uh, you can find us every day posting on Facebook and Instagram, all under Narcoleptic Customs on everything. So, all right, here we go. Thanks. All right, guys. So we have Mr. Jacob Foster, yes. Foster Media Co. It's been, it's been a minute. Yeah, right. I'm so glad to finally be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm excited for you to be back. Uh, you've been to the shop. This is the second or third time. Uh, we were actually going to build a supercharger bracket. Yeah for one of the cars. Which car was it? It was my Impreza. And what, what you don't know is that car did end up being supercharged. Nice. Okay. So we're going to tell that story yeah, in a minute. Yeah. So uh, you were here a couple nights with it. Um, I feel like thinking back, I basically drug my feet long enough where it was like, okay, yeah. sorry, I can't right. do that. <laughs> so it worked. It, sadly, we had the head, which I actually still have in the shed. So oh, do you really? That. You need to get that before you get out of here. And uh, But we didn't have the blower at that time. So it was like, I'm a fabricate parts when I'm holding them kind of guy, you right. know, and uh, so it didn't work out for me to do that part of it, but it was a ton of fun to have you hanging out at the shop. Yeah. So sure. you are a, a local celebrity. I don't know if you know that or not, but like so. everybody knows you, right? Yeah. So I think this will be a lot of fun for folks to kind of get some stories that maybe they didn't know about you and obviously uh, tell some, some good car ownership history because... Yeah. For being so young, you've owned a ton of cars. So one would say way too many. Even well, I think too many looking back. <laughs> well, that'll work out. So uh, let's get started. So tell everybody like how long you've lived in Northwest Arkansas, kind of how you ended up here, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So my family is originally from Atlanta, Georgia. And you know, anytime I give someone my phone number, they're like, "Well, 404 area code. What is that?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Well, I used to live in Atlanta, and we moved here in 2000 and." five or six um i've lived here ever since for the past you know 15 years yeah so. that's awesome so you're like a native now because you're what you're in your early 20s yep about yep. to be 20 so god dang you're about to be 20 yeah holy shit i feel old i'll be 40 <laughs> in march dude oh my god okay anyway so uh obviously you've been a car guy for a really long time yeah yep uh give us like 11 year old jacob like is he guy. is he like a car guy? Yeah, is oh, yeah. He magazines and well, I've being got, that you're almost twenty, you were probably uh, forums and Facebook pages when you were eleven. Even now, I don't even I don't, I don't go to Facebook pages for advice much anymore because it just turns into nonsense or someone calling yeah. me stupid, and I'm like, I'm just gonna go over here to the Subaru forum and the BMW <laughs> forum real yep. quick and go find the information I need. Yep. But. Um, no, 11-year-old me was definitely into cars. Uh, I have quite the collection of, like, super street magazines yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I have three shelves that are just magazines. That's awesome. Um, 
and I'm not lying, you can ask my parents someday, but I could literally, like, we could be driving down the road at night, and I could tell what a car's make and model was by its headlights coming out. Ah, <laughs> nice. That's awesome. I was obsessed, to say the least. That's, a, that's an art that is going away. You know, yeah. a lot of the cars nowadays look a lot alike. Um, they kind of, everybody manufactures everybody else's stuff. But, you know, growing up, especially at your age now, uh, when you were 11, I was 30. Yeah. So, obviously, I could do that because you had to do that with magazines, and I was looking at everything. Still yeah. in the used car business then? Or? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've only been out about five years. So really? Six, wow. yeah. I guess, now. So, yep. Yeah, I was definitely, definitely me. And new new car designs, some of them just irritate me. Like, <laughs> you know, I've had a 2004 BMW M3, and I yep. love BMW, but I don't know where they think they're going with the new... M3 and M4, but it's hideous. Like, d the grill on these cars, like, what do you... It just keeps getting bigger. Like, is it for um, cooling? Like, are the cars making more power now? Then they, yeah, It's like this whole cooling thing, but it looks so dumb. I haven't seen one in person, and I honestly wonder how much of that grill is actually functional. Yeah. Um, I know on the new 7 Series, which the grills are big, but I can stand that car. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's... Like, the grill slats are motorized, so whenever they don't need to be open, they'll shut. Yep. And I'm like, and I'm waiting for the day that one gets out of warranty and that breaks, and now your car Oh, it'll be 3500 bucks for sure. If, yeah, and probably. the other thing is, uh, it will default to closed. Yep. Like, it won't default to open. No. <laughs> it'll default to closed, and then and like, you'll be in the BMW. The new M4, the back of it looks exactly like the Infiniti Q60. Yep. And I'm yep. like, yes. What happened to originality around here? <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, it's like I said, everybody's designing everybody else's stuff. and It's true. Pe people see what, you know, I, I feel like with the way the world kind of works in the car manufacturer side of stuff, people, we can, we're back to like we're in the 50s and 60s, they were changing cars almost yearly. Oh, yeah. So, you know, you had all of these guys that were like, oh, let's do this. And, oh, fins work? Yeah, yeah. let's Big fins, bigger fins. Yeah. How, how big of fins can we get? Oh, fins are out? Okay, we'll change it to this nation. And I, I think we're seeing that kind of resurgence again because you can design all that stuff computer-wise, yeah. make sure it works, and then just to tell the machine to build it. So. You know, like in the early 2000s, even like car design changed a lot. I think the Silverado had that cat eye look for like 04 through 07. Yep. And then yep. from 2008... To 2015, the Silverado looked exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and I always try and figure out, like, okay, are they are they trying to just break the mold when they do the next body design? So they're like, we're gonna we're gonna go two more years on this body style, yeah. just to try and eke out. And then talking about the cat eye truck, you know, you had Chevrolets that had uh, the Avalanche and the the regular truck had that, but then GMCs had a completely different front end. Oh yeah, like. Completely do. Headlights, grill, everything. Well, I thought the GMC looked a little bit better. I always thought it was oh, the yeah, classier definitely. Silverado. Definitely, definitely. Even, even GMC, even we're, we're GMC to the heart here. Yeah. I drive the old truck's GMC, and the wife drives in Acadia. You know, we're, we like GMCs around here. So, All right, so let's get into some uh, car fleet, current ownership, and then give us a little bit of what you've owned as well. Okay, so I guess we'll go over my current fleet right now, and... If you know me, you know that I've drastically downsized. Uh, my daily driver is a 1999 Subaru Legacy Outback Limited, uh, and it is absolutely mint. Like, it's very nice. That is the best vehicle purchase I've ever made uh, because, and it's mint inside and out, and I bought it for $300, 
Uh, it's a 99, it has every option you could get with 99, heated seats, heated wipers, power everything. Um, but, but the big kicker here and why I want it so bad is it's a limited with a manual transmission, which isn't super common. Although I did find one exactly like mine at Adventure Subaru in the service department once, and I was That's shocked. That's wild, yeah. I can't imagine that would have been a car that would have been made, especially that late in uh like uh, you know but mid 90s yeah manuals were everywhere. oh absolutely but by like the late 90s that was really like the 2000s out. you're like oh an automatic this is fancy yeah but and then uh and i still have my i have a 2008 saab 93 that everybody knows me for and you still have that where I is that car that car is in my parents driveway yep uh, i haven't touched it in well over a year why that poor car i have no interest in that car and i'm like i don't have time for that car <laughs> yeah. and me and uh mike quain has been on this yep. podcast before me and him have talked about turning into a front wheel drive rally car yeah it's got four wheel it. steering and everything and the interior is already gutted because my goal was to make it a sub three thousand pound full-size sedan and i succeeded okay absolutely succeeded don't know why that was your goal but okay i like it i like it i autocrossed I it a lot i wanted to make it as light as possible okay. fair enough um and then uh, I so, still have all the interior pieces. Yeah, so what all is done to that car? So now it's basically back to stock motor, stock turbo. Gotcha. Everything. Um, it has a six-speed trend manual transmission. Um, before it was – it had a 9.3 Turbo X Turbo. probably made like 370 to, t to the tire. That's a um, fun car. And then I sold that drivetrain a long time ago. Yeah. I, I have no idea where it is now, but I just, just stock motor back yep. in now. Um, and then, and then that was <clears throat> my first quote unquote real car. My first car was a 2007 Toyota Sienna minivan, which, if you don't know, are you serious? A minivan is the greatest first car ever. No, I had so many friends. Because I could just pick oh. up everybody in one shot. I mean, hoes, man. Just hoes everywhere. You would think that. Think of high school me. <laughs> well, I mean, dude, we don't have to think very yeah, far. Right. Like, you're going to be 20. <laughs> but, uh, and then the Saab was my first car that actually man, had fun. With. I'll tell you this. Uh, if I had had a van in high school, yeah. I would live a completely different life right now. Yeah. It would be very bad. Let me very tell you, bad. it just beat riding a bus. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, because, like, all your buddies are with you. and You're picking everybody up. Right, and, all and like, there would be people that make fun of me, and I'm like, I see you getting on the bus at 3 o'clock. I don't yeah, see like, you having any room to talk <laughs> right now. And, hey, you know, the thing is, like, an 07 Sienna probably made, what, 240, 270? If that, Something like that. Yeah. So, like, it'll do burnouts. But yeah. uh, we... We still have that. Yeah, my dad drives it from time to time. He needs yeah. to go to Home Depot or something and get a bunch of, you know, <laughs> it's a big truck. things. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, has, I think, just at 200,000 miles. Nice. Um, and then I would say my most recent purchase added to my fleet is my 2005 Saab 92X Aero that was painted Subaru Lapis Blue Pearl and it has a JDM 05 WRX front end swap. So okay. It has a very interesting history. And, you know, Anytime somebody asks me about that car, I'm like, I hope you have time. You might hope as well you have up, a few minutes. I'll pull up a chair because it's gonna be a doozy. But I. Uh, so when you say furniture, like like bodywork or like engine and stuff. Uh, just bodywork. So man, I I can't imagine. So um, when I put this on for the YouTube, I'll find pictures of that car and I'll lay it over right here. Yeah. Because uh, I'll send you a good one. 
Yeah, yeah, because I, I can't even, like, picture what that even looks like. So, and it's uh, basically, you know, so those cars were so similar that back in the early 2000s, Mazda came out with the Mazda Speed 3. Yep. At the time, GM owned most of Saab at this point, but they also owned 20% of Subaru, um, Fuji Heavy Industries. Okay. And they were like, oh, crap, we don't have anything to compete with the Mazda Speed 3. So they used the Saab brand and went to Subaru and was like, hey... We're basically just going to take your chassis, slap our front end on it, change the interior a little bit, yeah. and call it a Saab 92X Aero. The Aero was the one you wanted. That was the turbo intercooled one with manual transmission. Gotcha. Okay. The linear, which is the next trim down, was naturally aspirated, slow and boring, and not yeah. worth purchasing. Yeah, 160 horsepower if, car, probably. Yeah, it's, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. But that car, if you if you know me and you've seen it around town, you know it's ridiculously low. Uh, I have many friends that pressure me to go lower, um, but I actually had a JDM Cusco front lip on the car. Mm -hmm. Super rare. Like, they stopped making them in 2004, 2005, uh, and I broke it. Oh, ouch. I <laughs> hit a concrete lip that was maybe three quarters of an inch tall. <laughs> was, the car was already facing downhill, so that didn't make it any better, and it yeah. cracked it off on the side. Fixable, and I haven't done it yet, but... Yeah. I plan on going air, and the front lip won't go back on the car yeah. uh, until it's on air, because I can't risk breaking it again. I can fix it this time, but, but they're impossible to find, and that lip's $900 to $1,200. Holy jeez. So I got, wow. a, I got a smoking deal on mine. That's crazy. So That is crazy. That, I th and, so, uh, and we're going to talk rally stuff in a minute, mm -hmm. but I think that's really where me and you really met. Now, we knew yeah. each other before then, but... We sat, uh, was that Southern Express? Would that we sat next to Russell Babb and his wife. 2018? I think so. I think at, so. At the barbecue restaurant? Yes. And you were talking about doing all these upgrades to the Saab, and I'm like, yes. dude, why are you doing this? And, and then I did it. And yeah. And called me stupid. Yeah, and then the car made 370, and you're like, shut up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so I learned then. Um, I'm just going to let you build what you want. You know why? Because I don't have to pay for it. So That's you build true. Like, people happy. complain about what I'm doing with my cars, and I'm like, last I checked, yeah. my <laughs> name is on the registration. Yeah. yeah. When and, was uh, the last time you bought me a performance part? Okay, thanks, Mike. Yeah, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah, you that's paid awesome. my insurance bill. When? Yeah. So so that's a pretty good fleet for an almost 20-year-old. Yeah. And so tell us the story of the M3. Oh, God. Because... You had you had wanted that car for a yeah. good while, and then um, ended up finding one. Kind of tells where you you bought that car, yeah, and yeah. then ultimately kind of why it went down the road. So, the E forty six M three was like my my childhood like poster dream car. Everyone had like yep. Gallardos on their wall. No, no, I had a BMW <laughs> M three on my wall, and uh, it was kind of a you know never meet your heroes kind of thing. I bought it from a friend of mine in Fayetteville. Um, and, you know, these cars are notorious for having issues. Mine was half year of 2003, so it had some of the problems fixed. But, for instance, like one of the most ridiculous things is connecting rod bearings on the engine that's in the E46 M3 is a maintenance item. You have to replace them every 100,000 miles. That's insanity. Right? Um, and what the most common thing that happens is, is the tolerances are super, super tight. And it takes like six or seven quarts of 10w60 so super heavyweight oil yeah they were they were trying all they could to get it and and why so many of them blow up is because you know people will start them not let them come up to temp and just beat the crap out of them and i'm like 
Yeah. You it, can't it, do that. Give it a fighting chance. Like, let me, yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to tell my neighbors, no, I cannot just get in my car and go in the morning. I have to let it warm up first. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just go, bah, 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 bah. And unfortunately, I made the very poor decision of buying a BMW M3 with the SMG transmission. Those are really reliable, I've heard. False. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. I, uh... Replaced the SMG pump. The SMG pump was replaced before I bought it, like right before I bought it. And then yeah. it was replaced again. Um, and they're not cheap. They're, yeah. If you buy a brand new one, they're, you know, $1,700. So what does it, what, what's SMG stand for and what's that do? So SMG stands for sequential manual gearbox. Uh-huh. So how this crazy thing works is most people think dual clutches, things like that. Yeah. But the only difference is this is a legitimate manual transmission. The, it's the, GetTrag 420G, I think mm-hmm. is the code for it. Uh, and it's a manual transmission, same one that comes in the 6-speed E46 M3, but it's a hydraulic pump and a different computer that basically controls the clutch movement and the movement of an H-pattern shifter, essentially. It's all oh computerized. My God. Similar to something like the Lamborghini E-Gear or the Ferrari F1 transmission. Yeah. Extremely unreliable. Yeah. Um, there's there's too many mechanical pieces going right. on. Right. Uh, there's absolutely no refinement. It's very rough to drive. It's, you know, around town, if you're just daily driving it, it's very clunky and not very refined. And you can tell that it's like, come on, let's go, floor it. Like, I cannot stand not shifting at <laughs> yeah. 8,500 RPM. So is it like a... Was it like a paddle shifter up down? Like so, it was. You could put it in D and drive. Type so there, situation? there was no drive. There was no park. Um, it was basically neutral, reverse, and first gear. Gotcha. And, like, and from there, it takes over and handles. Right, and it's you can put it in A for auto, um, but that's literally the worst thing ever. It's, yeah, because worse than an automatic. Yeah. Now um, it's trying to figure out what you're wanting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the. And, and there's buttons on the bottom, and you can adjust, like, the, it's the clamp hardness on the clutch and how hard mm-hmm. it shifts. So you can have it in one, and it shifts super, super slow. Or you can have it set to five, and it feels like the rear end's about to come out of the car because it gotcha. shifts so hard. And then if you turn traction control off, you can turn it up to six. <laughs> and, I mean, it'll break traction in second gear because yeah. it's, like, like, spinning tires in first, and then the clutch slams together. And then it's spinning tires through second, and then from a wet pavement, it'll do it through third. And yeah. But it's a fun car to drive, not a fun car to maintain. Yeah. Yeah. Fun car with the LS and T56. I agree with you. And I actually thought about it, but I thought it's not yeah, worth it. No. Like, turnkey LS swap is, you know, like, done properly 15 yeah. to 17,000. Well, and especially in that car. Because, like, LS swap, turbo, auto, and the old truck, way different. Like it can be rough and mean and not do what you want yeah. to at the time because it doesn't matter. But that car needs to like you pop the hood and go, oh wow, they made a few of these with LSs in them. Like yeah. it needs to be that clean, you know. And the uh, and if you want to do that, you're going to spend twenty grand. If you want to yeah. make like all like the dash lights and everything work <laughs> yeah. and the the gauge yeah. cluster and, and all the you know can bus controls, um, it's just ridiculous. And I yeah. know a couple people that have can't think of the guy's name, but there's one guy I found, it was, was his car and driver road and track, um, and, and I thought the title was really funny because it said LS7 swapped E46 M3 sounds like a Z06, and I'm like, 
wow, no way. <laughs> yeah, an why LS, wouldn't it? An LS7 sounds like an LS7. Who knew? Yeah. <laughs> but that was a really clean, well-set-up track car. Yeah. That was ultimately going to be the goal for the M3. And I had a bunch of parts for the M3. Um, and I sold it all yeah. whenever I got rid of the car. Didn't sell it with the car because none of it was installed at that point. But yeah. I so, got to the point where I was just not motivated Why? Anymore. Why did it go away? And how, how long did you own it? And then why did it go away? Uh, I owned it for about a year year and a half almost two years um i got rid of it because it was basically hemorrhaging money like i i thought about my options here i was it was either do rod bearings manual swap the car which is actually really easy eighteen hundred dollars in parts and it's you basically just have to do clutch master slave cylinder clutch pedal and add a shifter because like the car is a manual trans. Right. You're just taking out the computer control part of it. Correct. Yeah. Uh, but then there's also a lot of wiring that goes with that. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Move around a bunch of modules. And I didn't think it was worth it to keep going with it as is because I know if I wanted to move farther, I was going to have to do the rod bearings because it was yeah. at 142,000 miles. Yeah, and I'm so like, it's coming. And, yeah. and, you know, the Vanos, which is their variable valve timing, yeah. um, real quick into that, it has an, an oil crank hub and it has two ears and then the hub sits on those two ears. Well, over time, it becomes loose, and the ears snap and fall down into the oil pan. That's good for stuff. Yeah, it's really great. It doesn't mean catastrophic engine failure sometimes, so but it's... Like, here's what blows my mind. And we've I've talked to the other folks about engineering and stuff like that. Like, why would you design a system like that? Right. Like, like are you thinking, oh, it'll go 70,000 miles. It's fine. We only care about customer one. You know what I yeah, mean? Like we, we only care until you get outside of your warranty period, yeah. and then it's and then, kick rocks. Who cares? Yeah, because yeah. we're not we're not BMW to sell used cars. We're BMW to sell new cars. You know exactly. So I so I can get that. I guess. And, and I mean, I honest to God think that part of this is let's engineer this so it will break, and then they have to come to the dealership and get it fixed. <laughs> uh, and there's one shop in McKinney, Texas. It's called Emporium BMW, mm-hmm. and that's all they do is rod bearings and like the wow. like from 2001 first year of the e46 until 2013 i want to say it's the last year of the e90 e92 the v8 ones yeah um, those all had connecting rod bearing issues that's crazy e60 m5 and the e63 m6 with the v10 also had connecting rod bearing issues amongst God. other things it's the super sedan that nobody, that everybody wants to own but doesn't want to own because yeah. they're so horrendous when it comes they to They want to drive it. They just don't want to own it. Exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, so that's your fleet. What, what, uh, what's a car that's going to be on your list that, that you just haven't figured out how to get there yet? This is a really hard question for me to answer because there's a lot. lot. Yeah, there's a lot. But I've got, <laughs> yeah. I've, got, I've got one that's at the top of my list right now that I'm actually looking, actively searching for one. Uh, it's the Nissan Pulsar GTIR, only sold in I Japan. I knew I liked you. I knew it. That's awesome. That's yeah. a cool car. So only sold in Japan. Um, it's based on the Sentra, I believe. Yep. I think the B13 Sentra. Um, they make the regular Pulsar, which is the sedan. I think that's why you and Mike get along so well. It's because because he likes quirky stuff too. Yeah. that's why I like him too. And it's based off the Sentra. It's. You know, if you're into JDM anything, you know what the SR20 DET is. Yep. Um, it has SR20. It's all-wheel drive. It's a two-door coupe. Jeez. And it's like a bucket list car for me to own. And yep. I'm trying to get one before they get too expensive. They sell for anywhere from around 12000 to 16000 So, um, uh, 
So that car, like those are just starting to become imported, right? Because of the year range? Yeah, so, right? you, so a car has to be 25 years old yep. to import it. Um, I'm not sure, I'm gonna Google it really quick. Yeah, uh, yeah, fun they, cars. They can't see me Googling this, but. <laughs> but he's doing it right now. Because I wanna, I'm trying to figure out which year. So why that car? Just because it's fun? It's right-hand drive was my big thing. I wanted something small, yep. JDM, because um, I've always wanted a right-hand drive car. Gotcha. That makes sense. We can't have a whole lot of dead time on the podcast where yeah, people yeah, go, ah, goodness. Yeah, right. No, um, we keep looking. But. It's 94, I want to say, so yeah. it's just, like you said, just now beginning to come That's imported. Cool. That's cool. So, yeah, I mean, 12 to 16, and that probably buys you a pretty good example of that car, I would right. think. Right. Uh, year. Wow. So that I can't was imagine made, that thing was like a... Yeah, so 90 to 94. So 94 was the last year, so they're just now being eligible yeah. to import last year, actually. Wow. So, That's cool. Um, another one on my list is another car from Japan. It's the Toyota JZX100, um, which is a... Think of a, think of a camera. Okay. Okay. Rear-wheel drive, 2JZ GTE, manual transmission. I dig it. I like it already. Uh, a lot of drift people use it. Yep. Uh, Andrew Gray, to be specific, used one last year at Formula Drift Japan. Yep. Um, but that's another one that's also on my list. Yeah. Well, so They're I, easier I to maintain than Euro your... cars. Um, like, I would love to own E90 M3, V8 and all, but I yeah. probably will not own another BMW <laughs> for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Get somewhere in your 30s. Yeah, and then I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe when my annual income reaches, I don't know, $50,000 a year, then I can start looking at one. Then you can go, one. hey, maybe. Yeah. If you haven't spent all that money on other car stuff, yeah. which is what happens to most of us. Well, right now. <laughs> a little more money? Oh, perfect. You give me a raise? Yeah, hey, well, good thing I, I needed to build a shopping list. So you know what? Like the, the biggest issue is whenever I live with my parents, they have a, you know an acre and a third. Oh, yes, so I have space. Cars everywhere. Yeah. Now I actually live in a neighborhood. Yeah. And I'm like, my driveway is only so big. Yeah. Yeah, you got two-car garage and two cars in the driveway, and then you're out of space. I'm just very thankful I don't have a HOA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very that would be no fun. That, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, do you, you buy or are you renting? What do you... I rent right now. Rent uh, Yeah, dude, just, just buy you something later and you'll be fine. Right, and people are like, oh, well... People ask me all the time, like, why don't you just stay with your parents until, you know, you absolutely have to move out. And I'm like, well, you know, I, like, the biggest reason and the only reason was it was a really good deal and I have my own garage. Yeah. I so, mean, I mean you don't have to shuffle, four, shuffle mom and dad. To, 1,400 square feet and uh, my friend bought the house from his parents and he lives there too. And the mortgage is 800 bucks a month and I pay 400 utilities cheap. and everything. Yeah. 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 Dude, hey, I want to tell you, at your age, live as cheap as you can, spend all the money on cars you want. That's basically <laughs> that's, what I'm doing. That's what I should have done. Uh, we we enjoyed drinking and going out. And I worked 70 hours a week back then, maybe more. I don't know. It was all the time. Oh, that's a lot. That yeah, that's a yeah, lot of hours. Lot. And I think like I work like 45 to 50 now, and I'm like, God, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. So, but, so you're in the logistics world, right? Uh, I work in the – I work for J.B. Hunt Transport. Yep. Uh, I work in their security operations center. So oh, yeah. More or less, in layman's terms, I'm a security guard. That, yeah. You know, I each security guard really has their own building, so I work in our newest building, which is our, our flex warehouse. Or half of it's a warehouse and half of it's office space for our road service team. Nice. Who deals with, you know, roadside stuff yeah. with our yeah. trucks. Uh, and then upstairs is our 
uh, corporate driver personnel, so yeah. recruiters and background verification specialists, people right. like that, are upstairs. But you also uh, take pictures and yeah. can do all that kind of stuff for folks. I mean, I actually just recently started charging because, like, for the longest time, I never charged people because I'm like, "What's wrong with you, man?" Yeah, that's what people said to me. Like, you're not valuing your time and your work, and I'm like, "Yeah, but." And that's the hardest part about doing something like that is you enjoy it. Oh so yeah, it's absolutely. Like, oh, this I'm is so much fun. I'm not doing it for money. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm not doing it because I need the money. I'm doing it yeah. because I like doing it so yeah. much. And there's nothing more satisfying to me than offloading that SD card onto my MacBook and like <laughs> editing pictures. Like, wow, that came out really good. Yeah, that's exactly how I pictured it in my brain. The unexpected things are nice. Yeah, it's very true. And so you know, so now you're charging a little bit. You yeah. get a little bit of money from that. So has how has that uh, changed like your equipment? I mean, have you bought more equipment with that money? Um, are you buying car parts with that money? A little bit of a little <laughs> bit of both, I would say. Mostly it's like peripheral stuff, SD card readers and SD yeah. cards, because I break them, lose them, they end up somewhere. It's amazing. It, yeah. just, like micro SD. Who does I decide <laughs> that thing? Because no. like, does this, someone just want to be like, look what you can put sixty four gigabytes on? Yeah, look and at it's this. It's the size of my fingernail. Yeah, or smaller. Yeah. yeah so right. I had. Uh, you know, we go through a bunch with uh, so much recording, and so I've got like I don't know three or four that I use all the time, and they're always full. I'm always trying to move stuff up. So I had uh, one was out was in the camera. I pull it. Out, I literally lay it on the bench, which people that have ever been in the shop or seen the background know putting stuff that small on the bench is not a good idea no, in the shop. Yeah, it's gonna be gone. It's, that's it was literally there. lost for like a month and a half, and it had good stuff on it I was like oh my god see and then it just they just come up at the most random time like oh that's for that one yeah I moved a screwdriver and it was under it I was like no I've messed with that screwdriver four times between the time I lost that so, right and yeah. as far as my camera equipment goes um, over the past like two years or maybe one and a half not much has changed yeah Nikon D3300 and this Sigma it's a 35 millimeter f1.4 the sigma art lens so it's pretty nice i actually got that from mike quain nice um very yeah. versatile lens i've used it for many things That's the only cool. thing i don't like is it misfocuses sometimes and yeah. i'm like but i've recently gotten pretty deep into the film world like film yeah. cameras oh yeah i've People seen like, those posts yeah yeah and the collection is growing quickly because <laughs> i go on marketplace and i'll be like yeah, so much cleaned in bucks there. for a rangefinder sold. Yeah, right. And, That's funny. And another thing is, so some college students, if they're taking like a photo major, part of the program is film. Yeah. So they go out and buy a film camera, and then whenever they're done, they're like, "I'm not using this thing." Correct. Anymore. And they list it on marketplace for nothing. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, "I'll take it." Yeah. Here, perfect. I'll buy that for twenty five bucks. No problem. Right. And most That's of the time, awesome. it's like fifteen. And I've gotten some like inbox stuff so i don't you remember oh you weren't alive during that time but the brownie camera i know what's showing yep yeah i bought one of those in box with like four of the, four or five unused flash bulbs with the flash attachment for 15 dollars. dude there's somebody out there losing their mind right now <laughs> probably not maybe probably. but they're like oh my god and that thing's worth at least 30 dollars <laughs> right and I've gotten like some Polaroids, which I have yep. several of those instant cameras. Yep. And one Kodak instant film camera that I can't use anymore because, because well, they tried to get in on the instant film game and Kodak shut that down. Nice. Or Polaroid shut it down like instantly and sued the crap out of them. So you don't have, like, there's no way to get film, there's no way to get any of that there, stuff? You can use like the Fujifilm Instax instant ones, but it's, 
super complicated and you've got to like load up each shot individually and then shoot and then wine. It's not worth it. Yeah. It's a decoration, essentially. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely neat. Um, so let's talk stories. So when we started talking about yes. this, I, I've, y'all, he's been on a, a bunch of different events road trips, yeah, express rally events, just rally events, driving events, things like that. So um, my request was to get a couple stories together yeah. and uh, and tell those. And then, uh, I don't know, because to be almost 20, you've yeah. really been immersed in a lot of the car culture in Northwest Arkansas. Right. So. And so... Um, one of the ones, I guess we'll start with like the first ever like road rally that I yeah. ever did. Uh, it wasn't Express Rally. It was the Boston Mountain Tour. Uh, some people are familiar with it around here. It's yeah. primarily S2000s. Um, and I remember this fondly because I was, it was, I was 17. I had the sob. And no one had like, I have like really good friends that were on that event. Right. And, and no one, no one like... <clears throat> thought about he's 17 how is our insurance going to react to that and it <laughs> nice. wasn't until like so like I, most of the time you'll show up like the night before yeah um and then you know everyone hangs out goes to dinner right so let's give them because uh boston Mountain tour bmt right uh, is really it's not like a hey we're doing this event come over look at us it's we're very, advertising very it's, low key yeah very low key um, and um, in fact just saying bmt or boston Mountain tour you yeah. probably going to be hard pressed to find the group right because like it's almost in, it's it is invite only to be in the group and then it's really almost invite only to be able to to be able to be on the event uh, right if you're in the group uh you can go to the event but like you don't you won't find the group unless someone adds you to it yes i don't know why no it's man, pretty hey. hard to find yep but and there's like like it's also in like the S2KI forums. Like that's how you register is you go in the forum and you oh, register wow. through there. You don't go through Facebook. Yep. Um, and then, I mean, it fills up like that. Yep. Like it's limited to 45 or 50 cars. That's, that's cool. it. And that's yep. capped. Um, it's Eureka Springs is one of them because it's biennial. So it's one in the spring, one in the fall. Uh, and the one in the spring, I'm pretty sure, is the one that's in Eureka Springs. No, mm-hmm. that's fall because I remember last year was in eureka springs in the fall and then uh and so it happens in two different places right it goes around all the boston mountains highway 17 the pig trail highway 123 um but the first time i went so you know everyone shows up and you have dinner and you hang out like the night before and then you know you stay at whatever hotel in eureka springs and then the next morning you wake up and you drive yeah well like i said no one had like thought about the fact that i was wasn't 18 and then the next morning uh, one of my friends who's an organizer is calling me. He's like, hey, where are you? I'm like, I'm, I'm eating breakfast right now. He's like, come find me when you're done. I'm like, well, this can't be good. Yeah, this, they're going to give and me it, a shirt. it didn't even cross my mind. Right. And, they, and they're like, look, no one thought about the fact that you're not 18 yet. No insurance <laughs> is not going to like that. But you're just going to run. So it's the run there's four separate run groups so not everyone runs together it's very split up so oh, nice for yeah. per different driving levels yeah and i can't remember how it is like i think like group five is like the first time you've ever been on one you know gotcha. not much experience. and then group one is like the hardcore like, fast group and richard norris is in group one <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah uh, him or jose marta would also be there. yeah yeah and uh and so, and at the end of each group, there's a sweep car. So, like, if 
car breaks down or you, yep. you know need help with something. Right. Sweep car's there. And they're like, you'll be behind the sweep car, so you're not technically in the group, but you're in the group. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're going works for me. I don't, like, care. I don't care. Yeah. And so that's how. And then every year after that, that was fine. Yeah. But the the Boston Mountain really opened my eyes as to like high performance driving on the street, and yeah. that's where I learned that there's a fine line between driving fast and driving reckless. Because they're, yeah. they're very, like, you stay between lines, you do not pass on double yellow, like, don't drive yeah. recklessly around other people. Yeah. You know, they're very adamant about which I'm thankful for. Well, and the other side of it, too, is, like, so, you know, if you're, if some dude up front is driving like an a-hole and passing people on double yellow, so by the time group four gets there, they're, like, somebody without looking. You know what I mean? Yeah, because that's can how it tell, happens, because everyone leaves, yeah. like, 30 minutes apart. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly right, and we have group leaders... Or they have group leaders, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're picked by the staff. So it's not just anybody that's in the front. They are people that, you know, they have shown the staff that they know how to drive. Yeah. They're not childish behind the wheel. They're not dangerous yeah. or reckless. That makes sense. Um, and everyone just kind of falls. Everyone's got two-way radios. So everyone can communicate like, hey, like, gravel cool. ahead, things like that. Yep. So that was my first real road rally experience and took off from there. You were like, yes, this is yeah. for me. And, and it's completely run off of donations. That's like, cool. It, there's no fee to run. Um, yep. It's completely by donations. And it's the great event, great people. That's you know, cool. People come from all over Louisiana, Texas, um, Missouri, Kansas, Ohio. I think I saw last a couple of years ago someone with New York plates. And I'm like, That's awesome. goodness. Yeah. How, you know, how does somebody from up there end up there other than somebody knows Just, them? yeah, mutual yep. connections. Things That's like cool. That. So, yeah, yep. that was really my first road rally experience. And then you've been on several. You've, uh, we talked about Southern 2018. That was my first one, and I haven't really had the time to go on another one since. Yeah. Um, besides, like, the toy drives here and there, just purely because of work. Yeah. Um, I'm not really one that likes to ask for time off if I don't absolutely have to. Dude, listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Get that out of your head. Yeah. Because, like, I, I literally, for the last three years, I've carried 120 hours of vacation time over. Yeah, see, like, like, I have, like, PTO and, like, paid yeah, time off, and I'm dude, like, I'm using some of it in November to go to Georgia for Thanksgiving. But, like, here's the thing. Take a Friday. Take a Tuesday. Take, you know, like, take those days because, like, it, knowing, like, being an adult for the last 20 years <laughs> and not taking time off a lot before then, yeah, you've got to take the time off. So, right. that's my only uh, adult thing, uh, adult yeah, right. guidance I'll give you but because you're paid for it. Like, this is true. It if is, you were paid well, hourly, I could see you going, oh, I don't want to miss a whole day of work, but like, right? you're, you've earned it, you know? And so. it's like, and I always, I always forget that every time I take time off, I'm like, wow, I don't really need to take time off. And I'm like, oh, wait, I'm getting paid for this. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, it's fine. It's, it's fine. not that bad. All right. So what other story you got for us? You got another one in there. Uh, uh, road, we talked about road trips. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, it's funny to follow you on Facebook because yes, like, you like, you're always doing something. Always. There, there's like road trips or you're like. Uh, I think uh, you you were in a forerunner. Yeah. Is this the story you're going to tell yeah, now? Okay. This is all the right. One. So I'll let you tell us. But out of nowhere, you just see Jacob. Like he's in front of this forerunner, yeah. and like there's mountains behind it's you. Nice forerunner, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah super, super nice. Right. I'll yeah. talk about that too. Yeah. Okay. So um, so lead us on that story. So my most recent long trip is actually like the one that opened my eyes to road tripping in a large vehicle and how much better it is than road tripping in a small one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I went and picked up a motorcycle trailer in Union City, Tennessee, just north of Memphis, uh, from my friend Nathan. Mm-hmm. And he let me take his 2010 Toyota 4Runner trail out there. And it's, 
this thing's awesome. Like yeah. it's full Bilstein. I think it's a two inch lift. Um, it's got different upper control arms. It's got newer TRD wheels with mm -hmm. the Falcon Wild Peak all terrains. Yeah. It looks really nice. Yeah, he's done a lot of work to it, and it, you wouldn't know it by looking at it, but it has two hundred and thirteen thousand. Really? Oh, oh yeah, wow! It's crazy. Um, and you know, and I'm, and on this road trip specifically, I decided because anytime I go on a road trip, like earlier that week, I was in Texas mm -hmm. that same week, and I took interstate there. You know, no big deal. But this time, I decided, and with the advice of Nathan to take, I took 412 and 62 all the way east to Tennessee. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So I got to see, you know, small town America. And yeah. Like, so go to like these beautiful parts of the east side of the Jonesboro, state. and then it goes north uh, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Up through Paragould and exactly. uh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome. Nothing but flat land out there and rice fields. Yes. Yeah. So there's a city, uh, I think it's Ravenden, that you come down this huge bridge. It's like over, just, and then when you come off of that, it's just flat. Like, yeah. You're driving along, yeah. and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, like where where did it all go? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know how far how much of a drop that bridge is, but it's got to be a hundred feet or so or oh, yeah. more. I mean, it's just and you just drive down and then you're in the flatlands and that's it. And I didn't like, I made it a point that I wasn't going to rush this trip. Yep. I took my time and stopped at cool places. Yep. Um, the, on the way back home though, I did take the interstate. Yes. Yeah. The road construction right going there. out four twelve and yeah. Yeah. So I just dipped down Memphis. And so forty when, when you came. So, Boot Hill, Missouri, right? Is that Did yeah. it take you up that way? Okay, cool. Yep. If I had gone a little farther north, I would have gotten to take a ferry across the Mississippi River. Yeah. Which, I have another upcoming road trip to Georgia for Thanksgiving, and I'm yeah. taking 412-62 all the way to Georgia. Really? Um, dude, that's going to be awesome. And then that, I made it a point. I'm like, I'm taking this ferry across, yeah. the, across yeah. the Mississippi River, because that's going to be that's gonna I mean, be that's cool. a super cool story. Um, and then... Uh, and then just being in a vehicle that's bigger, I just feel like it's so much more comfortable. And not to me, it's lifted, so I like see over people, and I yep. can just don't have to be worried about a semi like merging into me because I know for a fact that he can see me. Well, and the, the other side of that too is like being in that compared to like being in your your blue car, or yeah. it, you would be um, spiritedly driving in something that was lowered and made to handle. Probably, it. yeah. But in that, you're like, this isn't going to take the corners like oh, no, the car will. I mean, so, it handles well for a four-runner, but I mean, right. it's, it's no sports car. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to take the time. You're going to slow down. And um, coming off of Rocky Mountain Race Week, that's that was my biggest carry from that whole week was like, just take the time to drive the two-lane and cruise like 55, 60 miles an hour and see yeah. stuff. And, and a long time ago, I used to be all about like going fast and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm like, long time ago, dude, you're almost 20. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have so no idea what long time ago. I can say four years ago. Listen, oh man, way back when I was 17. <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know, back whenever I was yep. 16 for started driving, I was like all yep. about like go fast everywhere. And so that's how I I'll, racked I'll, up quite the amount of tickets that yeah. had followed. Oh yeah. I've gotten the letter about driving in Arkansas is a privilege, not a right. Oh uh, yeah. So, so have I. Stephen, my brother has. So, uh, you know, I'm from Northeast Arkansas, so I drove 412 and 62 okay. a bunch. And used to, there so you were, know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were not many, uh, there's a lot of bypasses around small towns now. Mm -hmm. And so we left Blyville, which is where I'm from. We left Blyville one night. Nice runway there. Oh, yeah, big long one. Yeah. yeah. Mm, fun times. So we left Blyville and we made it to the edge of Rogers, which out Highway 12303. We made it there in like five hours and 12 minutes. It was insanity. I mean, it was, we've never beat that time again because we're adults now. Yeah. 
Right. And I don't want to pay a big old speeding ticket. Me neither. And the last thing I need is to lose my driver's license. Yeah. That's no good. I almost had that happen once and I'm like, and I prayed to God. I'm like, please, no. Please, please don't do this. I'll slow down. Like, I won't get a ticket for a year if you just, (laughs) if you just let me not lose my license. So, uh, north of Memphis. So, the area over there, I mean, you're. You're not really. It's still flat because you're still Mississippi River Delta yeah. over there. Yes. So definitely, but definitely still flat. Yeah, completely different scenery than what there is here. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's here. It's mountains, trees everywhere, and out there, it's like rice field. There's a combine over there. Yeah. Uh, I did see a crop duster in action for the right? first time. Right, and then I'm like, that was kind of cool. Yep. Like most people be like, oh, most people like my generation be like, oh, that's the lamest thing ever. I'm like. That was super cool. Did you see what he just did? <laughs> yeah, that dude just got like 20 feet off the ground I in know. an airplane. I, yeah. I was like, that's pretty righteous. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. So were you by yourself? Do you have somebody with you? I was completely alone. I actually prefer traveling so by myself. So like, radio up, had a jamming, really, had a, singing. I, on this road trip, and why it was also good is I also learned how great it is to have a really good audio book going. Because it's uh, like a TV show in your head. I was yeah. listening to Ready Player One. Uh, if you okay. haven't, if you've seen the movie, I'm sorry. It's, read the book. Uh, read or the listen book. to audio book. The yeah. book is so much better if you go like make an account with whatever audiobook service. Yeah. I'm sure somebody will give you one for free and just listen to it. And Ready Player Two is actually about to come out in November. So are you more are you audiobook or are you podcast? Both, listener? really. Yeah. Um, listen to a bunch of stuff. Like I will like I won't listen to it like the whole time unless it's really good. Like Ready Player One, I listened to it the entire seven and a half hours back home. That's awesome. On the way there, I split it up between like audiobook, music, audiobook, music, yep. and I go back and forth. Um, and that, that's basically how my road trips go. And to yep. Texas, did the same thing. So why'd you go to Texas earlier? So in, in 10 days, you went, went Texas, Texas, Kansas, and Tennessee. I like your style. And worked. Like you, yeah, I had like, to work. So I went to Tennessee and back in one day and then had to be up at 5 o'clock the next morning to go to be at work by 6. Dude, that's a long trip. Yeah. I've made that trip before, and it sucks. And the but, 400 route was pretty comfortable, though. Because like I would like – while the audiobook was going, I looked at the time. I had just made it to uh, I-49 at this point, so, yep. you know, Van Buren. Yep. And I'm looking down, and it's like hour and 15 minutes to home, and I'm like – bump that time up i still got six hours left on this audio book <laughs> right gonna have to like okay i'll go old 71 yeah right <laughs> add some time you're I like thought about it you're like hang on you're just like in the driveway of his house like oh, i'm almost done yeah right <laughs> in the chapter seven and he warned me he's like you're not gonna want to get out and i'm like yeah. i didn't i really did not yeah they're nice rigs for sure yeah it was comfortable the whole way and those tires weren't loud at all yep which is why i rave about them that's cool so uh you have done a bunch of you spent a lot of time i don't know how much like work work you've done with them but you've spent a lot of time uh with jeremy and those guys at administration motorsports yes. which i'd love to have jeremy on soon and we've discussed that and uh you're gonna be my way my foot in that door to get him on here because yeah, he's got some great stories he yeah. he's an animal when it comes to like he sees problems differently, which and, is so great. And I don't know how he does it, really. Yeah. And it's, you know, and I've been a customer of Jeremy's for three or four years now, uh, ever since, like, he left his garage. And, yep. you know, he was in a space at Starwood for a while. And yep. then he moved out of that into his own shop, which yep. I don't know if you've been by there yet. It's huge. But it's massive. And yep. even then, what it looks like he's now, out of space. He's out of space. Yeah. Um, his his business 
took off after yep. he moved. Yeah, because um, he had the time to do it. That, that's right. a big thing. And I mean, he stands behind this stuff, and he does great work. And, Absolutely. And what's crazy is to to know what we do out here in the shop, and then you look at his stuff, like you know, his personal stuff and the business stuff. I mean, the amount of work that that is turned out of that place yeah. is crazy. And he's and he, he won't stop either. Like his, yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. Well, I never had my app out there, and he was working on it. Their shop closed at like five thirty. Yeah. And he sent he sent me a picture of my new axles in at like seven thirty eight o'clock, and I said, "You're not still there, are you?" And he said, "I'm just now locking the door." And I'm like, <laughs> "Dude, you're crazy." He's so dedicated that when he gets started on something, he doesn't stop. Well, and I would think like uh, something I've seen in him is like his his brain wouldn't let him quit mid job. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. it, it just it. He would think about it all night, so you might as well go ahead and finish another hour of work. And plus, that's part of owning your own business, man. You know yeah. I mean? Like, you got to get in there and get it. Exactly. So. And and I've, you know, I've told him before, like, any time anything of mine goes there, it's usually not in a rush. So I'm like, you have more important things to work on, I'm sure. <laughs> Just get <laughs> right. to this when you can. You yeah. don't need it back in any hurry. Yeah. Um, so, but you've spent quite a bit of time down there. Yeah. Um, I think at one point you were helping, like, I saw... Uh, like your posts on their page a bunch to kind of help yeah, with did, posting and things I like that. I did photo work for them, and I still do uh, yep. from time to time whenever I have time to get over there. Because yep. now that you know, I was now that I have a full time job all the time, I can yep. only do so much. And I'll make you know, any if he needs some transmission run up to a transmission rebuilder. Yeah, I'll be the one that takes it. It's up That's in Baxter Springs, Kansas. It's only an hour. Right, um, but like for him to take the two hours away exactly. from the day or you know two and a half or whatever right. by the time you get there drop it off all that kind of stuff and like it's much it's he can get more done if he stays there oh yeah for sure I just go and do it. Yeah. Um, yeah plus it gives you a little bit of road trip which I, I mean never say no to that <laughs> yeah, right. I love road tripping so much people are like I just fly and I'm like what yeah. getting there is half the fun yeah yep. but but yeah now I've uh, he's very he's very particular about a lot of stuff like he won't it has to be like OEM quality before he signs off on himself being done. Gotcha. Like, for instance, uh, he did the head gaskets in my Outback. Um, whenever we pulled that motor out of there, because I helped him with my own car a little bit, yeah. just the Outback. And yeah, he, he doesn't he, like that from other folks. Whenever he pulled my engine out, it was the grossest thing I had ever seen. There was so much oil and coolant because it blew its head gaskets. Yeah. There was oil and coolant everywhere. And... We had the heads off and everything. And I thought this man was about to put my short block in the parts cleaner. Like, I'm like, he like wheeled it over there and it's like, with the brush and parts cleaner. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm about five seconds away from putting this in there. Like, no, please. And I'm like, I mean, it was pretty bad. It yeah. was really, really bad. And just recently I had him fix, uh, while it was in there, he fixed an oil leak for me. That's cool. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty bad oil leak. Yeah. Um, he, he pulled out the dipstick and said there was no oil on the dipstick. That's how bad that leak it was. It was all in there. And I'm yeah. like, and I'm I mean, like, hey, listen, in Slapping Mechanics world, if it's leaking oil, there's oil in it. That's good. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> but what we thought were cam seals and had replaced them three times because the first one, it, it pushed out the cam seal, which, okay, I mean, that's not a big deal. Um, but this time it was cam cap that was actually leaking, and I'm guessing and that makes sense. It just gave way because, I mean, I drove that thing cross-country last year. Like. Holy jeez. Yeah. Wow. Where'd you go in it? Uh, I went to. Hold on. I'm trying to call it. No podcast. They're like, hey. But. Uh, 
I drove that to Georgia, and I've driven it to South Carolina, New Mexico, and Colorado once. Man, you don't you don't stop, dude. No, You're I, on the road. taking this time of you know being single, no responsibilities whatsoever, other yep. than paying rent. <laughs> yeah, four hundred bucks a month. I'm in, and I'm like, let's do so. Getting out of Dodge. Yeah, like, man. I'm telling you, I should have done more travel when I was younger. And that's what I've realized now, because I'm like, I'm not going to be able to do this forever. Yep. I mean, obviously, yep. at some point. And, you know, right now my work schedule is I work three days, I'm off for three days. Work four days, off for four days. Uh, oh, yeah, so you have big, long weekends. Yeah. And I'm trying to do as much as I can now, because that's going to change soon. Uh, I reached, yeah. I applied for a different position in a different nice. department. Um, trying to – it's more of a lateral move, but yeah, just trying to grow the door the different. Exactly. Well, and so the time I spent at JB Hunt as a driver recruiter, oh, um, I won't do that job anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard one. Uh, anyways, the, but the the great thing about JB Hunt is they'll allow that. Like you can, like every six months, if if you can make it work to where you you get the other job, you can move and change. And they have so many different positions that you can do all kinds of stuff there. And they they support that move so oh exactly that's really cool and you know eventually I would like a position in the company that would allow me to like travel for my job like yeah. business trips things like that yeah. eventually that's going to be a while before yeah. right? because you know I didn't I, after I graduated high school I didn't go to college like mm-hmm. most everybody else did because I the one thing that terrifies me is student loans and student yeah. debt and I want no part in that well the um, good thing about your schedule now and I don't know what it would be with the other job but like. You could work some schooling in, and you know. also the good, and right now, like the whole world's flipped upside down right now. Uh, yeah. But most college schooling is online. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I should have. Instead, I started selling cars and whew, spent fifteen years doing that. That was right. a long time. Long time. Don't sell cars for fifteen years. I thought about That's getting my dealer stuff. license, but I'm like, oh, I gotta have a location. And I don't feel like doing that. Yeah, I don't move enough had, cars to do had, such a thing. Had that for a while, and anymore. Back when I had mine, you had if you sold more than five cars a year, you had to have a license. And, right. I mean, five cars a year is a bunch. No. Um, yeah. That's, that's so, correct. there's four questions I ask everybody, and we'll go through those. Okay. And then I'll probably let you go because we're we'll be right at an hour then. So has it already been um, almost an hour? What yeah, is? 53 minutes. So wow. the cool thing is like. You have enough stories, and we end up in the same circles so much that you'll be back on. We're going to have Jacob 2.0, So, So there's a lot of stuff, and we always got to get this first one out of the way and get everybody to get to know you, and then we, we right. work on that stuff. So what is the fastest you've ever driven, and then with the people you've ridden with, the fastest you've ever ridden? Fastest I've ever driven? Uh, 140 and change. Yeah. Uh, in the blue wagon that's top of fifth gear on the limiter like transmission won't let me go any faster I don't have six gears <laughs> fastest I've ever ridden in a car with somebody I want to say was Southern Express on the runway in Parker Burke's Audi S4 it was 160 and change that's awesome which yeah that's if you're fast. a passenger at 160 yeah you get tunnel vision and then like, yeah and then the person you're looking at them and they're like yeah and you're like what <laughs> someday I want to Join the 200 mile an hour club. Yeah, I'd, I'd sure like to do that. But the difference in 170 and 200 is a lot. I, I mean, I guess if you get on an airplane, you can join the 200 mile an hour club. Yeah, but that, that ain't count. no fun. I want to drive. Yeah, I want to be right. on the road. I want to have the resistance. And I don't know if I want to be on the street, but I'll be on a, I'll be on a runway or yeah, something. Yeah, like a three mile runway in northeast Arkansas. 
That'd be a fun Wives one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, so when you're working on stuff, are uh, you a, a gloves or bare hands kind of guy? I mean, I can wash my hands. I mean, if I have, yep. like whenever I did my oil change on the Outback, I wore gloves just because, I mean, it's hot oil coming out of that yep. oil pan, but it's like most of the either time or. Yep. It doesn't matter to me. Um, and then if you have these two bottles of stuff on the counter and you're choosing one to help break a, a bolt loose, are you WD-40 or PP Blaster? Neither. Neither? Neither. What, you just man up? What do no, you use? Uh, either Seafoam Deep Creep or... Okay. Uh, I think it's... That's the first time I've heard anybody say that. It works great. Like, I had tried PB Blaster and other penetrating fluids on downpipe bolts. None of them work. Seafoam yep. Deep Creep, like that. Okay. Hmm. Uh, and Or it's... Uh, it's not, I haven't made this in a long time. It's like acetone and ATF. Okay. And those oil cans. Yeah. And that works, too. Okay. Uh, that would be a good one, I would imagine. That, that one's would, That would cheap. work well. Yeah. Really, really cheap. Well, and it would work. Cause and the, ATF's a detergent. Yeah, I mean, and the S-tones help break it. So, so I like that. Um, and then, no budget, do whatever you want. This will be an interesting question. Uh, dream car. You've given me money as no object, huh? Yep. Huh. The first thing that pops in, am I allowed to like, is it no, like, I have to buy a car in its factory, or can I buy it and modify it? Sure. It's <laughs> yes to all the definitely them. going to be a C6 Corvette Z06 with yeah. the LS7, um, NA build track car, and it would be black with mag blue TE37s. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Change the game. That's 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 an interesting build. I, yeah, uh, I think that would be awesome. Like high RPM. Like road track car, yeah, yeah. I've also thought about C7 Grand Sport, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm with you. well, cool. Well, dude, thank you, yeah, not for problem. coming up, man. What's funny is like you, we were supposed to do this last night, <laughs> and I completely spaced it. So and did then I. You messaged me today, you're like, hey, I'm like, yeah, bring it, let's go. I and was like, so oh, we forgot, <laughs> yeah, no, so it, it's been perfect. The weather's great. We, uh, for some reason, it's getting warmer in the shop. Yeah, right which I, didn't, I don't really understand that. So yeah, weird. no heat on, no windows open. It's probably because we're in here talking. <laughs> I didn't think an hour of talking. Yeah. But who knows? So, all right. Well, cool. Well, this will post. I mean, when these folks are hearing it, um, it will be posted when they hear it. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, we typically post podcasts every Tuesday or every Wednesday and Saturday. So this will probably be sometime in there. We've got a couple guests right uh, with you. So we yeah. may double up and do two in one day. Yeah. So the podcasting has been been a blast. I so. mean, I already heard the podcast. I just listened to it. Yeah, you did it. You yeah. listen. You did it. All right. Well, cool. Thanks, y'all.